Lessons in Attachment is the podcast where I am talking openly and honestly about some of the key challenges so many of us face in love, dating and relationships, especially when we relate to having an anxious and or avoidant attachment style. I'm Carly Ann, I'm a somatic practitioner with a focus on attachment and self-esteem. Driven by my own journey of doing the inner work on healing the past and becoming more secure, this podcast is where you will find top healing tips, other people's lessons in love, and a community of people just like you and just like me that are determined to break the cycle of insecure attachment. I truly believe that everyone deserves a healthy love in their lifetime. Hello and welcome to Lessons in Attachment. Thank you so much for being here. As you've probably seen by the title, we're going to look at how avoidant attachment experiences heartbreak. So people who tend to lean towards avoidant strategies, avoidant tendencies, and perhaps can feel at times a bit more distant from certain emotions or experiences. It can be people that maybe lean towards anxious that are really seeking out this information. Now, it's not always the case, because perhaps if you're finding that you're feeling a bit avoidant in a situation or a bit disconnected from a situation, perhaps you're really curious about what's going on there. One of the I guess perceptions can be that people with avoidant attachment don't care or they just don't feel anything. We've got these ideas, right? And we really have to remember when we're having these conversations that this is also, uh, you know, when we're thinking about insecure attachment, this is also a self, a form of self-protection. I feel like we can really forget that. And if we're in the anxious state, if we're feeling really hard done by, if someone hasn't or isn't dealing with something in a respectful way, we're going to feel certain ways about that. And I guess the reason that I say this is because I'm very aware that I put a, a post on, it was TikTok where it got the most response. Basically, I was talking about avoidant attachment and, you know, how they get the label of being a villain and that I don't actually agree with that. Not saying behaviors are fantastic, but, you know, humans aren't always on their best behavior. And if we want to look at attachment styles, people with secure attachment, people with anxious attachment, people with disorganized attachment, we can also display quite shitty behaviors. You know, I think we've got to call a spade a spade. And so everyone can fall in these into these strategies. And anyway, that's all I'll say about that. And if you're not in a place where you can hear that right now, um, then that's really understandable. But we'll go through and we'll just look. Typically, obviously, I'm generalizing in this situation. How do we see that people with avoidant attachment might experience heartbreak? Just before that, had such a wonderful week because on Monday, I had my first session of Becoming Secure. So if you don't know, Becoming Secure is my 12-week course where we dive into really developing six skills that can support us to go from insecure to secure. And we had the first one on Monday. And just a shout out to you if you are on Becoming Secure in this round and you were there because what a fantastic group. 
And if you didn't make the live and you're in the WhatsApp group, honestly, like you, you're all just, I'm, I feel honored. And that same goes, you know, even if you're just listening to this podcast, you're not on Becoming Secure. I feel so honored because I've walked the walk. I've taught the talk. I, I know what it is to be in that phase of healing attachment when it can feel like nothing's working. It can feel like I know this information, yet I'm still struggling to change these patterns or I'm really discovering my patterns about myself and that feels a certain kind of way. So, and you know, especially if you're listening to this kind of episode where it's around heartbreak, just sending you so much love, so much support. And what else has been going on? Last night, I ran a a monthly masterclass that we do each month inside my membership where we looked at core beliefs, negative thinking and assumptions that we can make. And that is available in the membership. If you want to come and check that out, we have so many um, workshops, we have lives together. I just, these spaces where I get to support you in real time, it's just so powerful. I'm not taking on one-to-one clients in the moment. So these spaces where, you know, I get to, I get to work with people where I know it's my mission to mission purpose whatever you want to call it it really feels like this is where I'm meant to be so yeah just shout out to people that are in those containers and if you're not in them and you feel like I need that kind of support I want to be around community then come and check us out because it is good to be in community especially when you're healing especially if you're going through heartbreak or you feel quite alone in this journey anyway Let's dive in. I could tell you so much more that I have been up to, but I think I'm just going to keep it linked to what have I been up to in relation to my attachment work. So over on the attachment recovery gym Instagram, because it has its own Instagram, I have my Instagram, which is carly.an underscore. And then we have the attachment recovery gym Instagram. Some of you follow both and that's attachment dot recovery dot gym <laughs> I imagine attachment recovery gym was taken so on there I posted these um, carousels around what different attachment styles experience so I'm going to go through that with you so with avoidant attachment and heartbreak it can seem like um, you know the individuals may be emotionally distant from themselves distancing themselves from the pain of the heartbreak not consciously necessarily sometimes it can be but they often are really downplaying the significance of the relationship minimizing the emotional response and this is strategies that they have learned in order to protect themselves from feeling too much from being too close to an emotion they can do this in you know lots of different ways but it might look like channeling their energy into personal goals hobbies work you know that self-reliance of if I, I can focus on me and my independence now that channeling their energy elsewhere to someone else on perhaps the the other side, if you're feeling really anxious or you're looking at this person and thinking they don't care, it can be really painful because perhaps if you already felt like you weren't a priority or in this moment, it's, it's kind of bringing up these feelings of they don't care about me, I'm finding this so much harder than them. 
that can really trigger you because sometimes that's what keeps people hooked. It's like, I feel like I can't move on until I know that they care. I can't move on until they feel some kind of pain as well. So I feel like if you're on kind of the other side of this, just to be aware of that. And if you are the one on this side and you kind of feel like, you know, I can see myself putting all of my energy, just see, you know, just see if you can create a little bit of space for you. Just a a few gaps in your life of like perhaps stillness. And it's not to say that you're going to have to like feel everything or everything's going to come crashing down. It's almost just like an experiment. Avoidant people can tend to bury their feelings. So rather than expressing them openly, it can be kind of denying the what they feel. It might be denying the need that they would like support from others. So rather than really, it's either that they they might be doing this consciously, it might be unconsciously, because they know I don't want to face the pain, or it might be that this is just so automatic. Something that people don't always expect is that people with avoidant attachment may experience heartbreak just as intensely as those with anxious or secure attachment styles. Despite their outward appearance of emotional detachment, there can be like a lot of stress going on inside. It can be that people have learned, I must not seem weak. I must not show my emotions. We really don't know. And and you see this a lot, right? We make judgments. We make assumptions about what other people are thinking and feeling and we mind read. We know by now that we can't look at someone on the outside and know exactly what is going on in the inside. And, you know, some people, it's like an art. They They have become masters at covering up what's going on inside because probably at some point in their lives, they had to do that to remain safe. Now, this is not the moment to think well you know again if you're on the other side to kind of think right well I must go and save them and I must teach them and I must be the person that that kind of uncovers this for them it does healing happens in our own time it's not to say that if it's um you know that we can't be nudged in a right direction in a really supportive way but I think this is a very very gray area and I feel like it really is going to depend on the individual where they're at how severe the avoidant tendencies are and things like that but it's just a really important point that if people appear unaffected it doesn't mean that there's zero emotion it doesn't prove that someone does not care or never did care it's that idea that someone has learned to mask their emotions as a defense mechanism. We can also be looking at kind of the impact of vulnerability, that the avoidant attachment often have a fear of vulnerability and getting too close to others emotionally. This can create kind of reluctance around wanting to invest in relationship, partnerships, connections. And when someone does become perhaps emotionally attached, they form that connection with someone heartbreak can be particularly difficult it confirms this kind of inner belief that perhaps has been the driver of the avoidant attachment anyway so that belief that opening up to someone 
actually leads to pain that people leave. I think we really forget what drives avoidant attachment style. Something that I think can be really interesting is delayed heartbreak. Delayed heartbreak can happen in avoidant individuals. It can occur because at the time of the breakup, they may have suppressed their feelings. They may have coped in other ways and not immediately felt the intense emotions associated with the breakup, perhaps as a way to really protect themselves, right? Like we've spoken about. So instead of experiencing that immediate overwhelming pain and loss that that perhaps is just too painful and too difficult I should say to feel they can focus on other things as I mentioned in the earlier part of the episode and so it can lead to a delayed reaction it doesn't mean that you're going to change your mind of course anything can happen but I'm not necessarily looking at it like that I'm just saying the, the processing, the, he- the healing itself might come a little bit later. Perhaps one of the most confusing and probably, I guess it's, it can be quite confusing for the people involved if you were the one in a relationship with the avoidant, if you're newly in a relationship with an avoidant, if you are the avoidant, is the idea, and I know that this can be really painful for it, particularly if you're anxious, is the rebounding quickly, right? So someone with avoidant attachment can rebound into new relationships relatively quickly after a breakup. It's really important to always come back to this idea that even if we fall under that bracket of leaning more towards avoidant, individuals will still experience heartbreak in very unique ways we don't go through it in the exact same way even just based on our attachment style yes there can be themes but remember that attachment styles can change they can evolve they are different depending on who the other person is in front of us sometimes obviously of course unless it's extremely severe recognizing your attachment style and how it influences our emotional reactions how it influences us our reactions during such significant moments like heartbreak I feel like it's a really good idea to have this knowledge of what we might be experiencing but ultimately it's keeping in mind that we don't want to be guessing what other people are thinking and feeling. If we're focused on the other person, it means that we're not focused on ourselves. And whatever your attachment style, heartbreak is not a pleasant thing to go through. You know, I think it's one of the most painful things that we can face. And it comes back to this same kind of self-love. Yes, to allow ourselves to feel what we feel in the moment if it comes up. Of course, there can be distractions at this time. Of course, we need to, you know, support ourselves to stay in routine and to be able to face the day, of course, look after our basic needs. But we can't rush the healing. There's going to be times where it feels confusing. It feels difficult. Maybe we make choices that aren't the best for us. And I think all we can do is really love ourselves and do our best to say, Am I showing up in a way that's going to support me today? Inside the Attachment Recovery Gym, our resources empower you to explore your emotions, develop self-awareness and build healthier coping mechanisms. 
By understanding how your attachment style influences your life, you can begin the process of healing, self-discovery and change. Inside the Attachment Recovery Gym, there is a focus on tools like mindfulness, support from your community to help you with self-reflection, emotion regulation, resilience, helping you to move forward and through this phase of your attachment recovery journey. All of the links are in the bio. Thank you so much for being here and I will be back next week.